I know things you never see. You never see someone taking a shit while running at full speed. Come on, kid, get rid of some of them turds in the shit box. Welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast with me, Rab himself. This week on the Bathroom Break Podcast, my guest is the incredible rock drummer Jess Margera from the band CKY. They recently came out with an album called The Phoenix, which is available everywhere, and they just came out with a brand new EP called Too Precious to Kill. Four songs on there, including Bite It, You Scum. Hello and welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast with me, your host, Rab himself. Uh, today I have a lovely guest. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jess Jess Margera, or as I call him, Quedginal Denny. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that even start? From the L.A. riots? Yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's how long ago that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reginald Denny got pulled out of his car and like beaten half to death. And, uh, and, and I there's figured... that great Bill Hicks skit. It's like, dude, just tap on the pedal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> through them man <laughs> look <laughs> you run them right over and get the fuck out of there yeah you're in a truck they're on foot i think i see a way out of this <laughs> <laughs> fuck i love bill hicks dude I know, like i miss him man god damn that shit is so funny he's uh, been dead for so long and and is it's like his he's like comedy specials are still relevant yeah you know? like, dude i go on benders from time to time and just watch every goddamn thing he has for yeah. like days straight and don't talk to anybody because i'm like this fucking guy is genius yeah he's like talking about the <laughs> iraq war for the first one yeah but it's it, almost relates to the shit we're going through now oh like. totally <laughs> i know it is so relevant man yeah. like but well it, that it brings up a great point because like i feel like you have been such an influence on comedians that i've watched and and like and and you know um learned about and and at a young age you showed me george carlin mm. and uh and i was i i have phil and ape to thank for that they raised me on that yeah shit. yeah <laughs> dude and, and it's the best because like that guy's genius as well and i feel like he he was like the person that said it's okay to fucking question everything. Oh yeah, dude. Y- you totally. know, and that and that's like I feel like I've lived my life like that since I, I feel saw that. So like uh yeah, like fortunate that I grew up with with that mentality, like, you know. Yeah. It wasn't like that sad to say that was kind of like my religion, but yeah, it, it worked out, <laughs> <laughs> dude. And it was totally mine as well. It was like, fuck, this dude just is pointing out all of this shit that like I'm thinking, and it's just making sense. And I feel like that's any great comedian is yeah, is that like way. just take take the absurdity of like reality and just make fun of it and <laughs> <laughs> question what's what's right and what's wrong and everything. hell yeah. yeah well it's perfect and uh and then that and that led to uh the 18x lax and that was and i always <laughs> yeah. I always tell that story because i'm like dude we're sitting there watching george carlin and that bit comes up like i know things you never see you never see a man taking a shit running full speed and yeah. i still remember you being like <laughs> Hey, Rab, would you do that? <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? hell yeah, man. Like, it's something that George has never seen. Let's make it something that he's seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, dude, and and that was one of the coolest things is he actually found out about it. Oh, yeah. And and, and that was like, And damn. if he was a dick, the move would have been like, uh, cease and desist on the footage because yeah. we use a clip of him. Yeah. But he was like, oh, dude, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm so stoked you guys actually did that. Yeah. <laughs> It was so so fucking good, man. I I uh, I, I remember Phil and Ape taking me and Bam to see George Carlin. I think 
Bam was like 10, I was 11. Like, <laughs> and the crowd was just looking at Phil and Ape like, are you monsters? Like, are you bringing your little kid to that? Yeah. And like, <laughs> They're like, it's about time they knew. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. I'm so thankful they did that oh dude <laughs> fuck yeah it's it's so good like uh well it, it's funny when you say like 10 11 because because uh, we met way back i mean I, I met bam first we were in i think it was second grade mm -hmm. so we were just seven years old or whatever and yeah. and uh we met through we we always joke because it was like hey you got a bowl cut i got a bowl cut too <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then that's you know and then all of a sudden we were friends hey it's the early 90s that's the thing right yeah. we're, we're bowl cut buddies <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Shit, this was the late 80s. This was like the mid 80s. Oh, yeah. And I always remember because your mom was a hairdresser back then and mm. she gave us the bowl cut. Oh, yeah, because that was what everyone wanted. <laughs> yeah. She owned a salon and she's like, this is what every kid gets. Yeah. And we're like, okay, cool. <laughs> All right, let's do it. And then they'll cut like a little X in the back for Team X. Oh, yeah. Dude, remember it that? It could have been way worse. That <laughs> yeah. was the time of glam rock. We could have had perms. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, my little Thank sister God. had a we perm with a bowl cut at oh, one yeah. point because she decided to cut her hair off. And then my mom's like, oh, okay, you're getting a bowl cut. Cut out a perm. It's freaking awful. But uh, yeah, some some hairstyles throughout the year for sure, <laughs> yeah. dude. But uh, yeah, it, it just made me think back way back to like you know um, you know the the house across the street from the shit plant. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know there's there's skate ramps and and uh, everybody's in T Mex and and yeah. uh, and then you could just smell hot shit in the summertime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it was humid, it was especially uh, <laughs> just a nice ripe turd yeah and it didn't like it wasn't that way until maybe like when we moved in uh when i was like a kid <laughs> yeah it there wasn't many people so like you wouldn't even notice it yeah and then like around the late 80s early 90s when more and more <laughs> development started coming in and more poop was yeah happening like, more asses were just yeah. shitting poop i just go out and get the mail and be like jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> dude oh man it was like it, you thought about like you know like people talk about the smell of like a dead rotting body and you're like yeah you could get away with a dead rotting body in that shit plant you could just yeah. dump it in there and no one would notice yeah i mean when when phil and ape bought the house in 79 i guess it was i'm sure you didn't even notice it, it was like yeah, what, yeah what is that over there what are they making plastic or something like yeah no, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> something else yeah cut to 10 years later 89 it's like okay wow that's terrible <laughs> yeah dude and there was like a, there was like a gun range behind it or yeah. something there's this like cops like trying to practice yeah. their fucking aim so it was just Gunshots and poop smell. Was a, <laughs> yeah, a, just a hell imagine. of a way to grow up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, but it, it it was so good because because uh, your dad, um, you know, like had built the ramps in the backyard mm -hmm. and and uh, skateboarding was always just a huge part of what was going on there. And, and then uh, uh, attached to the ramp was the little workshop, like where you could set up your skateboard or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was like dope. a two story like like fort, like a uh, team team like. Uh, yeah. skate shop sort of thing well phil worked for like some tuxedo company for years and then uh the the guy sold the the company and then phil was just like well now what do i do <laughs> so yeah yeah he just drove us around to skate parks and <laughs> built us ramps like 
Dude, while hell I was, yeah. Like, trying to find a new job. Or I always remember the banana boat, like the <clears throat> sticker mobile. Yeah. I was talking to Bam a little bit about it. It was just, it was so rad. You put like seven kids in the back of that it thing. It was like a clown car. Yeah. At, at, <laughs> you know, like it was a pretty big Buick, but like. You you shouldn't be able to fit fourteen kids in yeah, there. Yeah, 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 for real. And dude, just going to all these random ramps all over the place and finding stuff. It was it was so fucking fun. Yeah. I just remember like childhood just being so awesome and, like and cheap skates and all that. Like yeah. um with uh all um Tom Boyle. Tom Boyle, like, yeah. Uh, he fucking Who was the it. dude that was on Toxic that would like hit the rafters on the vert ramp? Um God, uh, that guy was amazing. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I always think uh, of Reisinger because he was like a, a right oh, yeah. up the street from yeah, me. Yeah. But um, yeah, dude. That, Der- I mean, Derek. Something. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what sucks. I just turned forty. I can't remember names. <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> yeah, it was like thinking way back to to <laughs> yeah. that time. But dude, I just I love it. And and Ape and Phil just made like childhood so fun because yeah. you'd be out skateboarding and and going to find shit, and then you get home and Phil just made some awesome apple pie or so, or, or Ape just yeah. made some like <laughs> some amazing meal, and and uh, it was just such a good community and tons yeah. of fun people. And like, what was it? Uh, like what was it one ball or who was it there was like one ball somebody like i remember there's just kids around the neighborhood and like phil would give them all nicknames like, <laughs> one, you know, one ball like some kid had one nut or something and it was <laughs> so that like, was just his yeah, name. yeah 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 <laughs> well yeah and then uh there's like jay and and uh and and tim i guess was across the street and yeah and and fucking fana was right up the street yeah with all with the bonfires like and and, and like i just remember going up there and be like playing dungeons and dragons and and yeah. uh with chris D&D, Hannah, and, man yeah that's like uh that was our version of Fortnite for those of you listening who are young yeah yeah <laughs> dungeons and dragons yeah but uh man like uh so like i wanted to kind of hear a little bit about like how you got into drums because like you skateboarded as well bam skateboarded and like he, he messed around with a guitar and you had drums but it seemed like as time went like his focus really became on skateboarding and your focus really became on drumming yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It really hurt when I fell because I'm <laughs> uh I've always been a foot taller than him and uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would just get up and it's fine, but when I fell, I was like, "Okay, I'm done for the day." <laughs> Dude, yeah. And then after a few broken bones and stuff, I was like, "I've had enough of this." <laughs> and then it was also like very um discouraging going skating with like Maldonado and yeah. and Carrie Getz and Bam and like yeah. all these dudes that are amazing pros. Yeah. And it's just like I can't keep up with these guys. Fuck, I know. Uh, yeah. Dude, I remember going down to Love Park and like Ricky Iola was like yeah, this badass. Stevie Williams dude. Yeah. and all those dudes. Matt Reason. I I felt like uh a very <laughs> tiny fish in a big pond. Yes. It's like, uh, uh, I just have a board. I don't even really ride it. Uh, yeah. But you can, like, do, like, double kickflips, like, and, like, do shit that, like, was I think I just good. landed one at, uh, on tour. Um, somebody dared me to try it. Yeah. At, at a, like, a VIP. We we did these, like, signings. Like, sometimes yeah. people, like, um, you know, like, we offer, like, oh, you get this T-shirt, and you get a blah, 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 and you get to come hang out before the show, and, you know, and, uh, Somebody brought a skateboard and they're like, 
bust a double flip. It, and it took me three tries, but I landed it. Fuck, three, that's awesome. <laughs> it's been Three years. tries and yeah. you got it. That's, yeah, that's. I've that's... actually been getting a little more back into skating because uh, my son London is, is getting into it. So it makes me want to do it again. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. That's awesome. But now I have to like think about like, should I drop in on this vert? Because <laughs> this could mean the tour's canceled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, one broken wrist and that's yeah. the end of the fucking job for the year. <laughs> right. <laughs> dude, so, okay, so then you you're like you know at that point like just like still skateboarding but really just focusing on drumming and like it and then when did you like get into a band like how like how did that all kind of happen um well i mean i definitely hung out with uh the hannahs like maybe a little more than bam yeah and chris was just an amazing um guitar player and he always his room was just like where magic happened, you know? Like, yeah. I'd be hanging out with Mark and then Chris would be playing like Pink Floyd Animals or yeah. Led Zeppelin <laughs> Presents yeah. or something. And I was just like, I need to know what this is, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, I have Chris Hanna to thank for like introducing me to like Bowie, Lou Reed, ACDC, Pink Floyd, Zeppelin, you know, like. Hell yeah. And, and yeah, I just got really into it. And then when he started playing guitar, and getting like really good at it um then uh, it just made me want to jam with them and like you know i knew a little bit about drumming from my uncles you know like um matt and dan well shitbird and yeah and <laughs> everyone's like who's matt <laughs> shitbird <laughs> he taught me how to play drums when i was like super young and then um you know we'd always go over to my grandmom's house and then he was at school and then it's like pristine yamaha glam rock nine piece double bass <laughs> kit. It, always, it would just be sitting there gleaming and i'm yeah. like oh i get to play it all day and he doesn't get to yell at me over it you know Hell yeah it's like garth and fucking wayne's world it's like stepbrothers like, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> i put my balls on your drum shit yeah. shipper yeah yeah <laughs> just dragging my balls on your drums while you're at school yeah. dude that's awesome yeah and and like and i because i always remember danny and, and matt just being musically talented and and yeah. and uh and just an ape like being artistic and and like all of that kind of stuff like was just an influence you know obviously mm -hmm. on on you guys and and on me as well and and all the friends i feel like and and i was saying that to bam it, that it just felt like an incubator of like just creativity like where it was yeah. encouraged to like play play drums loud late at night who gave a shit you yeah know? totally we would just mess around and record you know little jams and stuff and then ryan dunn came to town and he's like i'll <laughs> sing in your band he was like cool like are you a singer no not really but <laughs> <laughs> but he just had the confidence and that's all you fucking that's needed. all you goddamn need dude yeah you know? and then um and yeah that, that so that was, that like was the first band ever. that was soul roach yeah, yeah. <laughs> we lost the hell out of the battle of the band <laughs> Because we were terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But fuck, you had the confidence to do it, man. I feel like that's that's what it's all about. Oh, it's stage like... presence-wise, like, we were the best in, by far. Yeah. But, like, musically, no. <laughs> and unfortunately, the judges really listened to the... The musicianship, and, uh, <laughs> which which we were lacking. Yeah, so. unfortunately, they were they were paying attention to that part of it. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's fucking hilarious. But um, so then like uh, so then like time went by, and and then you started playing. Uh, you know, did you did you do another band before? Um, yeah, I was in a band with uh, actually the Boils. Like, um, they're still going, man. They're yeah, like, like a punk band. 
um if you're into punk i would suggest check them out they were on relapse for a while um and then they they did like the flyers theme or something yeah and that's like what they're best Fuck. known for now yeah <laughs> yeah they still play like dude that pays sometimes <laughs> when the flyers come out they play the, the boils um flyer song i forget the name of it but. dude that's fucking great yeah. <laughs> that yeah that uh i feel like a, that's like a good thing to have and then you can just go on and, yeah. and play what you want it, we weren't called the boils yet but it was the boils yeah no that's awesome <laughs> yeah. and then uh and then was it was it because i always i always get confused foreign objects and then oil or was it oil and then foreign object or yeah after the boils thing um yeah, that's when I was in math class and I met Darren and um, we started Foreign Objects. And, yeah, okay. You know, like the musicianship, we were st starting to get good. Yeah. But there was like growly, screamy vocals, which in 1994 or 95 yeah. wasn't a thing yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like now every band does that. But like <laughs> back then. Yeah. So again, we did the Battle of the Bands and lost. Yeah. <laughs> but this time like this the judges. Better, yeah. The judges were like, the music was amazing, but what's up with the vocals? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, undiscovered numbers and color. Yeah. yeah, well, fuck it. I mean, it was awesome. Um, but I, I remember you guys, like, practicing in the basement at, at the house across from the, the shit plant. Yeah, and, in, uh, in the uh, poured concrete 100-year-old <laughs> basement. Yeah, dude. It was like, I mean, it was gnarly down there. You know, you you like, uh, someone was asking, I was on the Franz podcast, and they were asking about like, what was the crazy thing? And I was like, oh, I got caught fucking a baseball glove by Bam. <laughs> in and, the basement. Yeah, yeah, in that yeah. sick-ass basement. It's like, like a, a cellar from yeah. a dungeon. Yeah, like how down the like, fuck oh, were you yeah. turned on? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just knew that I could get away from everybody down there, and there was yeah. some, some fucking baseball glove oil. I love the smell <laughs> of must. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really just does something for yeah, me. Yeah, it gets me horny. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, that basement was like some amazing... Amazing shit came out of that basement. I mean, I just remember like, you know, Bam getting up there and and just like jumping on a mic and just making up bullshit and like yeah. the Christmas songs would come from that and yeah. and uh, just a lot of really fun fun times. And I I just felt like I was a groupie of your band at that point, <laughs> just sitting there on the side like back on some random like fucking piece of siding or something yeah. like while I'm sitting there listening to you guys playing and your ears are blown we out. We filmed and... a lot of cool stuff down there. Too. Too. Remember yeah. the uh when we got the dry ice and, and yeah yeah <laughs> Dico was like um, a mad scientist. scientist. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. And like yeah, and I I mean just so many good memories of that. But I, I feel like it's cool. Like you always hear of like a, a spot like that. It's like the dungeon or like the fucking mm -hmm. cave that like cool shit came out of. And that yeah. was definitely most that people basement. have a regular basement, but we had a legit dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So so then okay, so then that kind of shifted into oil uh which was the band at, like basically you and, and darren and then you guys added got a ryan bruni yeah from, uh, where the hell did we meet him i think we all worked at ups together or something oh yeah 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 and he was, was the bassist right really yeah. tough when we had a gig we all had to pretend to be sick at the same time <laughs> and our boss is like are you kidding me like what are you what clearly are you you're playing and we got band. like more creative like oh we were all driving and the car broke down so <laughs> our boss was just 
He would yell at us, but it was so hard to take him seriously because he looked exactly like white Richard Pryor. (laughs) (laughs) You you mean Gene Wilder? (laughs) 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 So whenever he was yelling, I just pictured like Richard Pryor stand up, but he's white. Yeah. And then it just was. Yeah. Yeah. It was like ridiculous. You couldn't couldn't take him seriously. Oh, man. That's (laughs) fucking good. So, okay. So the three of you, and you were were starting to gig at that point. Like, I remember like Pontiac grill like places like that playing in philly and shit man i was like 17 and and hey is there any money for the gig tonight no but you can have a case of beer all right um i'm 17 (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and the funny thing is back then none of us really like drank beers or whatever yeah not at all yeah so so that wasn't like that wasn't a bonus at that point yeah i was just like all right i'll give it to my uncle or something yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i'd prefer money though yeah but um (laughs) But yeah, so then okay, so then that led then then you go on to uh, CKY, and uh, kind of like just take me through like I guess what happened there was I can't remember was Ryan Bruni a part of CKY or he yeah he did Warp Tour '99 with us okay yeah and, and and was it a it was a three piece then oh uh, no or, we had Chad by Chad then. had mm-hmm. got Chad came in Chad Ginsburg came mm-hmm. in as uh, lead guitar. Yeah. And then Ryan was still bass player. Yeah, basically, like, okay, so we did Foreign Objects. We did the metal technical thing. You know, people had trouble with the vocals. So Oil was our knee-jerk reaction to that. Yeah. Where we tried to write, like, you know, 90s alternative rock songs. Yeah. And it just wasn't us at all. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, It was, like, our version of selling out, like, because we just got so sick of people, like, I don't understand this heavy, growling metal thing. And so you're just playing it like, uh, like yeah. this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah. we were doing gigs around, and like we we did get gigs with like you know uh, Marcy Playground and like all those like terrible. Ice <laughs> <Black> Six Candy. <laughs> and uh, our big gig that we got <clears throat> was um, G Love and Special Sauce. Oh yeah. And <clears throat> uh, but it just didn't go anywhere. Like we were just playing around Philly to like handfuls of people, and yeah, and then. And you just felt like there wasn't, like, heart in it because you just weren't psyched yeah, on it. Yeah, we just weren't into it. We were just trying to, like, make people happy and, like, try and be in a band that people might be into. Yeah, which, which is weird. Yeah, and then yeah. CKY, like, um, when we wrote, like, Volume 1 stuff, like, that was just us not caring anymore. Like, we just want to make what we want to hear. Like, yeah. And if people are into it, great. And if they're not, great. Like, I just want to make a rock record that has metal elements and rock and yeah you know stuff and, like that and just like like taking like the strengths of you and Darren and Chad and and, and yeah Ryan that was Paul. the thing like we went into Groundhog it's it's funny we played a, a gig with some band um in northeast Philly uh they were called Surge and they were like this is like when Corn came out like yeah. and and that was starting to happen and they sounded kind of like a corn kind of band, but the production was just unbelievable. Like they just had like this little demo tape, and we'd put it in the van on the ride home from the gig, and it's like, where did they record this? Like this sounds amazing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we, um, <clears throat> oh man, I forgot to turn my ringer off. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So um, hello. Yeah. So. Um, um, we we listened to that surge tape and we we're like we have to find out where they recorded this like th- this sounds like you know top notch like sound city style production yeah. just Hell like yeah. 
And then we found out it was the groundhog in in uh, Bucks County, and then that's <laughs> that's when we met Chad. And then oh um, yeah, we could just tell immediately like this guy's on another level. Like, ex- you know, every record we did, like we went to Studio Four, and then we did a couple other studios, and like no one wanted to experiment or do anything. It's just like yeah, just set up dry mics and just play. Like you know yeah. Chad was the exact opposite. Like, <laughs> let's get these aerosol cans and spray them in. <laughs> That's to, fucking rad. Yeah, like yeah. just trying everything. Like, let's put a, a mic in the goddamn closet and see how it sounds, you know? Yeah, like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah and, yeah, and that's why Volume 1 sounds the way it does. It's just like experimentation of just awesome, you know, it's... Dude, that's so good because I, I mean, and and it was such a raw like record that that you just like everything kind of sounds different. Like yeah. all the songs are are different, but but awesome and unique. And and uh, like I I always know through the years of like hearing like albums of yours when you're like you guys are working on them. Mm. I, in my mind, like, cause so a lot of musicians will hear it and they're like, oh, you know, it's not like Master J. It's not this. Like, don't you know? Think about it like this. I'm like, yeah. I like that raw ass shit. You oh, know, yeah. like for certain bands that I do, still to this day, I'm like, yeah. it doesn't need to get mastered. Yeah, all it's gonna do is flatten it. Like, yeah. And like some of that raw, and and I feel like Volume One was just so fucking raw like that that yeah. it's just rad as hell. You yeah. Know? Plus, I mean, just um, it was like a the mixing board at the studio was called a big board uh, by Langley, but Langley was owned by Neve, which is like if if you're into recording at all, like Neve is like the Rolls Royce of recording, you know? Yeah. So it just sounded amazing, and it was just good mics and everything, and uh, yeah, I, I, we really got lucky with that, and like. Back in the 90s, to do an album that sounds like that would cost $50,000, but, like, you know, we got away with doing it for, like, peanuts, basically. Yeah. yeah so. And and, and so, did, so Chad, you met Chad when you are up in that area, and then it was, like, instantly, like, oh, yeah. you're part of the band? Yeah, like, he just really dug what we were doing, and then he was like, I, I'll play guitar. And Chad was, like, the local rock star, you know? Like, yeah. his, his band had a deal with Sony, so we are like, yeah. oh, shit, Chad. Like, Rudy and Blitz. He digs but... us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to play guitar for us. Like, this is crazy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's fucking and awesome. He, he took the band to the next level, you know? Like, yeah. Like, we didn't really know how to record or what we were doing. We, yeah. we could write some cool songs, but, like, he, he was, like, a producer, you know? Like, he... Yeah. He's like, don't do that. Do that. You know, like, yeah, that's you're awesome. playing this part too long. Cut it in half. You know, shit like that. Yeah, dude, that, yeah. that's fucking rad. And, and it just the whole way it kind of came together. And I feel like then it like plays on everybody's strengths. Yeah, like, yeah. that's cool. Basically, uh, Chad is is like a re- like legit producer knows what he's doing. Yeah, we never really had any any but like producer is the is I for the longest time I didn't even know what that really entailed. You know, like, yeah. You basically kind of rent like a dictator to, <laughs> yeah, to yeah, tell yeah. you like he kind of listens to the songs as like uh, an outsider and then basically said like he finds the strengths and the weaknesses and then he's you know tells you like oh th- you're beating that part to death or yeah. or like you know just tighten it up tighten and, that yeah. up or or dude that riff is sick keep going like do another four bars of it like because the riff is awesome or you know whatever yeah so so that i mean i feel like that's just rad because then okay so you're so basically the band came together at that point and and it's like now it's ryan bruni's on bass chad's mm-hmm. lead guitar darren is rhythm and and vocals and mm-hmm. and your and your drums and vocals too like because you do backing vocals and on volume one i did a little bit of 
yeah vocal stuff yeah yeah and uh i mean like um like i was i always wondered because like because of like the riffs that that darren plays like you're like it, it, that seemed like a lead guitar thing but but it's like a rhythm guitar mm -hmm. right i mean like i guess is that because like in metal that's sort of like those riffs are yeah there wasn't really the many solos like right yeah like the riff was more I don't know. Like that's the rhythm. Like a good example is when we put volume one out and we finally got like a really good, you know, we were on Volcom and then we got picked up by Island Def Jam. And then they were like, we were like, yeah, 96 Koi Bear Bings has to be the first single or whatever. Yeah. And they were like, huh, like it's a guitar. There's not even a chorus. Like there's no singing. The chorus yeah. is a guitar riff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You can't yeah. do that. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Like, well, we are. Yeah, and and they wouldn't put it out as as a single. They were wow, like, that's this hilarious. Career suicide if you try to. <laughs> and and if, that's the if song you're, you know. If if yeah. you're lucky enough to get a, a a major label record deal and you hear career suicide, it either means you're onto something awesome. Yeah. <laughs> or it does suck. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One or the other, but uh, but yeah. for you guys, that I feel like is one of the songs that. Yeah. everyone knows. I mean, to this day, yeah. like you know, everyone you know, it's been twenty years, and everyone. Yeah. There's memes about it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that, yeah. Well, that's awesome. And so that came out of, um, you know, like those sessions up there in Bucks County at the Groundhog. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's, yeah. So, okay. So then when did Vern enter the picture? Uh, let's see. Vern Zabrowski. Uh, War is... Warp Tour 2000 was his first thing. Okay. Yeah. He, he was the bassist. Um, uh, f for CKY at that point and friend of Chad's yeah um okay. Ryan Bruni wasn't cutting it like you know he was just it, it was pretty obvious me Chad and Darren were on a fucking mission from hell to like yeah and do he, music and he was kind he's of kind of like oh but I'm like going to real estate school and stuff yeah like it's like okay man yeah because like, I know him um I know him but I know his cousin pretty well and his mm -hmm. cousin is like super dedicated to own like doing music forever but yeah, like yeah. he had told me that Ryan was like kind of like he's like an accountant or something like he was like ready yeah, to like know, do something which else. is fine yeah know? like I, I i think it's hard too though because when you think about it it's like like to commit is pretty risky oh yeah you know and and, and it's I, terrifying yeah <laughs> and it's like i mean i guess i guess anybody could say well dude if you're at the warp tour at that point like you should fucking commit your band's doing something right. but still you think like mm. i know for me even with like jackass stuff when jackass was happening mm. it's like you never knew that that show was going to take off or anything. So I'm like, There's in no college, guarantees. It's like yeah. getting struck by lightning or winning the lottery. Exactly. To, to make a living off it. <laughs> yeah. So so I'm at school and it's like, I, I better stay in college. Like, I don't know yeah. what the hell's going on if with this. If this doesn't work out, I better have something <laughs> to do. After. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I can relate to that kind of being on the fence, sort of like, no, this mm. is awesome, but. Yeah. Well, fuck, I don't know. But unfortunately, it's the kind of thing that it's like you're all in, man. Like, yeah. if you want to actually do it, yeah. Like, you're not turning down any tours because you have classes or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. you have to do it. Like, yeah. Well, well, that brings up funny points that we were talking about earlier. Is that <laughs> yeah. when I had classes, I was all in anyway, and uh, and I get yeah. caught up and dude, like the fucking story you were telling. Yeah, earlier. when you came to the Pittsburgh gig, so. <laughs> So Chris was going to um, Shippensburg University. <laughs> but if we were playing anywhere near, of course he's going to show up. 
and throw down. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I he, love that you called me Chris because people were probably like, who the fuck is oh, yeah, Chris? Who's Chris? Yeah. <laughs> Rab, rabbit yeah. boy, rabbit boy. Rabbit boy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you show up and you're like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm ready to rock. But the thing is, I have like finals tomorrow. <laughs> so there's like no way that I can hang. I'm ready like, to rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, you, as soon as you guys are done your set, like I got to get my car and roll back to Shippensburg. <laughs> and uh, you even knew, like, you're like, Jess, man, like, if you see me, like, going for it, like, I don't care what it takes. Like, get me in, in the car and, and to get a ride back. Yeah. I and, love that I put that responsibility on you. Yeah. Like, you're fucking playing a show and doing all, the, like, you know, yeah. and, and out there partying. And it's sound much. check. It's five or six o'clock, and yeah. we're both stone sober. It's like, oh, no problem, Chris. Sounds I'll great. definitely get that done for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cut to, like, after the gig, and then beers are flowing and everything. Oh. And then you're in the back lounge of the bus, <laughs> like, passed out in a little like cozy little cocoon yeah <laughs> and i was like hey chris man you gotta go like your bo your boy's rolling like you can't miss you gotta go back yeah and you're like fuck you jess <laughs> <laughs> i was like no nah, man like for real and then your buddy's like yeah um come on man get it so i start like picking you up to like get you in the car <laughs> then you just start swinging jesus <laughs> like, legit tried to drunk. fight me yeah like, yeah and then i was like lay off me yeah and i'm like i'm not doing this so, <laughs> so you're on your own yeah. pal <laughs> so you just wake up the next morning in dc because that's where our next gig was fuck dude i remember <laughs> like i remember getting like so fucking drunk and, like, I sort of remember being on the bus and fighting with you, like, no, I'm just going to stay. Like, I still want to party. And, like, it's like yeah. I'm already, like, passed out. Yeah, like, you weren't even. You were yeah. just, like, really cozy. It was already over. I felt bad because you looked, like, great. Yeah, there. yeah, like, yeah. Like, you were in your, like, a happy dreamland. Yeah, and I And I was. didn't want to be the guy to wake you up <laughs> and, like, tell you, hey, you have a test. Go yeah, back to yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, the fucking party was over. If I had just gotten that car, everything would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't. And I woke up and I remember being in a daze like on the tour bus, just waking up like, wait, hold on. And I go outside <laughs> and Hannah and Shipbird are there like unpacking yeah. like merch off the bottom of the bus. And hey, I'm guys, like, if the bus could just swing around to where my car is, that'd be uh, <laughs> uh dude, your car's three hours away. Yeah, because I'm like looking at it like, wait, what the fuck? They're unpacking, like, why aren't they packing it up to get going? You know, and then yeah. And then I'm like, yo, Hannah, hey, uh, the my, my van is like, I had this shitty minivan that like <laughs> yeah. you didn't even need a key to start it, like, <laughs> and, uh, and and I I was like, yeah, just bring me by the van real quick, and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, I I need to get to my van because I have a test tomorrow, yeah. and he's like, dude, you're in D.C. I was like, what? <laughs> Fuck, no, I'm not. I'm like, and I didn't believe it for like 10 minutes. I was literally like talking to Shipper, like, dude, seriously, like, we're, we're really fucking in DC right now? He's like, yeah, this isn't the same club that was like, I'm like, oh, and then it all started dawning on me that I'm fucked. Like, because yeah, yeah. I'm in a different state, you know, <laughs> right. and. And, uh, and the or, test starts in 30 minutes yeah. and you're three hours away. Yeah, there's no fucking way. <laughs> yeah. So I totally missed the test. And, I mean, it wasn't the first one as a result Did of being on tour. Did you get to, like, tour. retake it later or what? 
No. No. There, there, there was no retaking yeah, yeah. it because it would have. I'm gonna like try to come up with some doctor note. Like, <laughs> right. oh, sorry, I was out partying at a rock show last yeah. night. Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't make it. You know. I would have given you a pass on that one. Yeah, yeah. Show up. <laughs> oh, he's got a test, dude. Yeah. I mean, that was so much of college at that point in time because, like, uh, like I would be out with the band touring, or yeah. I'd be shooting like uh, Jackass. Or I remember. Or, I still remember your uh, when you we were filming Haggard and you went back for midterms or something. Yeah. <laughs> and you used the car from Haggard. The shit car with no brakes. Yeah. So you, like, <laughs> you took the test and then you were on the turnpike and then... No, I missed the test. Oh, you missed... So, so, like, because the way up, the fucking dashboard caught on fire... <laughs> And the, the there was no windshield wipers. There's a cat running around the thing. I slept on the side of the road, and there's like you know, and I'm like, like on the side of the turnpike. It literally looks like fucking Michael Myers is out oh, in the goddamn yeah, woods, yeah. dude. In, it's fucking the, hell out there. Like midwestern PA. Yeah. yeah, it's like, and then I get there, and I was so tired. I'm like, I'll just take a little nap for a minute, just one minute, and then I'll get over to the test. And I Three passed out later. right through it. Oh man, missed it. And then drive. I'm driving the car back, and yeah. there's no brakes like it's just metal on metal and so going yeah. through the turnpike it just fucking fully cut out the toll booth like yeah the guy you just go through the toll booth doing like 60 <laughs> dude i was picking up speed going off the off ramp yeah because it's like downhill yeah so <laughs> and i bust through it and i could only see one like two options one hit the hill or the other one was hit the guardrail so then i fucking slammed on the guardrail and just sparked the whole car oh, the hell you would have went through the windshield no i'd have been fucked <laughs> yeah you know but uh but then i ran back and paid the toll and it was like but i I missed that fucking test too. Like, dude, that whole era was like just impossible to like keep up with. I don't know yeah. why the fuck I was even Between trying to do Between touring with our dumb asses and filming with yeah. Bam, like, yeah, you can't do college. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the best part I think of it was okay. I had this one teacher that was so fucking angry that like he never <laughs> made it in that world because he was like a communications, TV, film mm -hmm. teacher. And like he hated my guts because, oh, yeah. like, I was you, doing you're, it. You're on MTV. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and he's like, teaching because he couldn't do that yeah yeah and so he he would like purposely like dock me points every time i wasn't there this or that yeah and i'd try to get like a pass and be like hey man like i, I have this opportunity he's and he's like nope and not not, not listening to it and you're like dude like this is what you're trying to teach me how to do and right. i'm doing i'm it. already there bro yeah <laughs> and so you just had to fucking take yeah. the f's and do that shit because I'm like I'm not gonna pass up that opportunity, you know, and yeah. and uh, so I did it, and and but dude, so many fucking funny times. So listen up, Chris. If you were to do <laughs> what you're already doing, that I couldn't do, um, <laughs> yeah, tell me more. I want to hear. I want to hear yeah. your two cents. Yeah, it, it was like I don't know. It was so frustrating, but uh, but instead I'll just go on tour and and uh, and then like you know while on tour CKY has a show in Florida and they're having like a record <laughs> premiere party and dude I always fucking remember uh, that like it's so crazy because we <laughs> just played that place last week oh yeah it's God. called something different now but uh dude yeah so I, and I was just having flashbacks <laughs> <laughs> so that you know they were like here's a van and 20 bucks for each of you you know <laughs> yeah yeah and um, so they were just having a really rough tour, but I I was a huge fan, and I hated to see them bumming. And uh, so we were in Germany, and um, this amazing, like, German pub outside the place we were playing. I forget what town it was. 
and uh, we just went for it. I was like, come on, boys. You know, drinks are on me. Like, let's have a good time. Like, you, you guys yeah. look like you're bumming. And um, so just total debauchery, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the night, in my stupid head, I was like, oh, and here's a bottle of abstinence for you boys. <laughs> good good partying with you. you know? <laughs> so they retire to their van with a bottle of absinthe. I stay in the bar. They're open to like four. <clears throat> I come out at four, and I just walk out to them all fist fighting in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> cutting their fucking ears off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Vincent Van Gogh cutting, <laughs> cutting each other, whatever the hell, man. And I just walked out. I was like, I didn't mean for this to happen. <laughs> oh, no, no, this is no I just good. wanted you guys to have a good time, and I didn't know it would lead to this. And, um, you know, so the next couple gigs were rough. You could tell yeah. they weren't on speaking terms. They're, oh, man. They were playing amazing still, but, like, they didn't make eye contact with each other on stage at all. <laughs> so the tour wrapped up, and I, I called the singer Roddy, and I was like, Hey man, I'm I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to, for all that drama to go yeah. down. He's like, oh, mate, it's fine. We fight all the time. It is what it is, you know. Yeah. It's like, okay, sure. Fly back home. First thing I do, like, go and blabbermouth or something. It's like Viking skull splits up. I was like, oh, oh. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so the absinthe really yeah. uh, let yeah. the true feelings come out. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> You know, I call him. I was like, dude, but you said. Uh. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, it was building up. You know, there's a lot of tension and it just all boiled over that night. And I was like, well, I feel like I had something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> and, I love uh, that you're just Don Knotts. Like, <laughs> yeah, just turn into Mr. <laughs> Furley, basically. And um, so I was like, all right, who left? Uh, Gordon, the drummer, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, I'm playing drums on the next one. I feel bad. And I kind of left it as like an empty invitation because CKY was just so busy. Like, I had no time to yeah. be doing anything like that extracurricular oh and, so um, they were asking you to maybe fill in for drums at that point yeah like, and yeah, i was like cool. yeah man totally like because he's like we have this new killer album and like uh, i'm not ready to break the band up yet like we our best stuff we just wrote and i was like oh yeah. okay well yeah send me the demos you know blah blah, blah. and i'm kind of thinking like eh, maybe i'll get to it at some point but yeah probably not <laughs> yeah and then they sent me that song black and sunrise and i was just like Oh my God! I have to play that. Yeah, like, Fuck yeah! It's yeah. Like, it's like just a perfect melting pot of Motorhead, Iron Maiden, and ACDC and Sabbath. You know, it's just yeah. like there's no Fuck. way I cannot not play on this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, that's rad. Yeah. So then, so that was what you were like, okay? And then you went out and played shows with them, or yeah? Or? Well, I flew them here. Yeah. Um, because like I said, I had no time to be jetting off to uk to do an album so they yeah they, they came to me thankfully and uh and then bam put the record out on his label filthy note yeah and yeah it did really good and i did a bunch of tours with them did a couple of albums after that and yeah so that's how that started um they're not really doing much now though uh waldy the bass player moved to australia so Oh, he did. That makes yeah. band practice kind of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> He's... Sit in a chair in the sky for a day to get to us. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Well, Waldy's on the meme team extreme where we yeah. always send those things back and forth on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And it's fucking hilarious. Um, okay, cool. So then 
So you also uh, you have another band, the company band. Yeah, that happened um, after CKY broke up the first time. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm just sitting on my porch bumming. Yeah. I had some beer courage going on, <laughs> and I'm just looking through my phone like, now what am I gonna do? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I just. So, in my head, like with my beer courage, I'm like, I'm gonna call Brad from Fu Manchu, yeah, and Neil from Clutch, and uh, <laughs> like basically my dream team of like players yeah, for real, Fireball Jim, you know, like, um, dude, and fuck, I just yeah. called him up, like, dudes, we need to jam, and, <laughs> like it was that simple, and they're like, yeah, when? <laughs> oh fuck yeah, yeah. Dude, and it's so, I mean, it's so awesome, like, because um, I got to watch you guys jam, you know, and kind of, like, just uh, just playing together, because you did a couple shows. Our first ever um, j uh, thing we ever did was after Bam's wedding. Yeah. Um, here, in the Hobbit Hole. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, it was like trading songs back and forth through MP3 files, and then finally... It it, it was just like unrealistic with Clutch's touring schedule and Fu Manchu and Fireball and CK. Well, not CK was broke up at that point, but uh, yeah, <clears throat> everybody's schedules were just crazy. So, yeah. yeah, so then it was all like, okay, Fireball Jim is marrying Bam because he's a reverend. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Neil's in Maryland, he said he's coming up. Um, you know, so dude, I feel like that was like the beginning of this new age band thing where you're like, you're all over the place, but creating this band through like technology. That's, kinda. that's the beauty of, you know, like say what you want about the internet as it's ups and downs, but like when you could just trade song ideas back and forth, like yeah. in your pajama pants, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. That's the only way that album could have come together, you know? Dude. And, uh, so is there, so is there's. Still, like, do you do shows at all from here and there? Uh, company band maybe played like six or seven shows total. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Again, for reasons Just that everyone's schedule busy. is yeah. insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and 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 I know Clutch is always touring. Oh, those guys have been touring. God, they're the relentlessly best. since '91 or whatever. Dude, I, <laughs> I always talk about the story because people will ask like. Hey, who was like the most famous person? Like, you know, did you ever get starstruck? And I'm like, nah, I don't give a shit. Like, like Ben Stiller comes to the premiere for Jackass. You're like, oh, cool. Like, I mean, I'm a fan of his, but it, but it's like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. And you meet Adam Sandler at the MTV Awards. And, hey, how's it going? And like, I was fans with the, of all those guys, mm -hmm. but dude. For some fucking reason, Neil Fallon was the guy that I was like, hey, hey, <laughs> you know, like yeah. just all nervous, yeah. like yeah. because he has, I mean. You turned me on the clutch when we were in middle, like I was in middle school. You were probably eighth grade. I was sixth grade. Mm. But what, that was like the first time that I had heard them, and I fucking love them. You know, from your influence, like I mean, I, I learned about a ton of music from you and and the comedy and all that stuff. But mm. but like you know, because you're like an older brother, so so it was like teaching me all this, and and I just saw him in a different light than like say you know a Jim Carrey or something like that like I was mm. fans of those guys but I saw him in this different light and especially like his fucking voice is so like powerful and the shit that he was writing about and all this and like I don't it just it just like I loved it so much that when I met him I was like nervous you know yeah. just like hey, hey uh, nice to meet you like and you know I, sometimes I feel so dumb talking to him because he just knows like he just reads books all day yeah. and it's just like He's yeah, yeah, well informed. Yeah, for sure. sometimes we'll be talking about something and you're like, 
Yeah, totally, man. <laughs> like, like the guy writes songs like molding like Ray Kurzweil's singularity with like, you know, yeah. two other things that don't go to that, but it works somehow. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Like, it probably takes a pretty gnarly skill of like, I guess he was like a, you know, like an English major or something. Like, yeah. He's just really knows his shit when he comes to writing songs and. Yeah. And that's awesome. I'm, I'm waiting for his book. Like, if he ever writes a goddamn book. Yeah, uh, you know, hell I'll yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'd love to read that. Dude, and, and it, I mean, but it was so cool to be kind of like uh, a, another fan of that. Like I said in the beginning, in the basement with CKY. How do you think I felt, dude? I was yeah. in this hobbit hole jamming with these guys, and I'm like, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like with all these people that you just look yeah. up to and respect. And yeah, and right. I got to sit on the sidelines and listen to you in the basement or in the hobbit hole playing, and I'm like... Fuck! This is amazing to be a, just just like a fly on the wall in this scenario. Well, one of those guys comp compliments you, you know. Like I just yeah. I don't know how to react. Like I'm like <laughs> I'm like shut up. Like, <laughs> no, that Phil that you just did that was sick. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're all blushing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah dude. Yeah, I don't know whether it'd be like oh thanks <laughs> yeah. or, or like fuck off yeah man. you gotta yeah. play cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well fuck so okay so um so then you know after the company band and all and and uh doing those projects i mean like if you haven't heard those albums you got to go out and get those there's an ep and an lp and uh fuck they're amazing i i uh thanks man i, I always go on like el dorado that song like i mean i love all, all there, there's a ton of songs but for some reason that song has this thing like if i haven't listened to you guys in a while mm. uh, that song brings me back in pros and cons for some reason the last one was like um a little overshadowed by the full length or something but yeah pros and cons definitely has like its moments of just radness like yeah it's so funny like you know the first song house of capricorn I'm, yeah like you know i'll just shoot the shit like what, what you know where'd you get that like it's always some book that you read blah, blah, blah. yeah oh jess it's basically like a rehab for forgotten gods and that song's like orientation and uh <laughs> like god that's cool. awesome and then like dude it has the best line ever like it's one of my favorite lyrics ever like there's on the second verse it's like your opinion means so much to us please let us know how you feel we've been doing and once you've enjoyed what you don't understand tell us what needs improvement like that just <laughs> shuts down every like keyboard warrior on facebook oh or whatever. my like, god like i i always get such a kick out of that like going you know on youtube or amazon sometimes i read the reviews and it's like some 14 year old kid in kansas critiquing the production of the wall you know like, yeah right right <laughs> yeah like one of the best albums ever like produced amazingly and they're like i think the snare has a little too much eq on it like oh, it's like fuck. oh cool glad to hear your opinion kid from wichita that yeah just got garage band yesterday <laughs> yeah fuck yeah dude i love yeah i mean his lyrics are incredible and uh yeah go out and listen to that if you haven't listened to that, the company band um fuck all of those songs are, are so good but uh thanks man 
But, dude, so then I wanted to talk a little bit now because, like, I mean, I just luckily caught you today because you're in between uh, legs of the tour that you're on right now mm-hmm. with CKY, and you guys are— We've uh, been touring our asses off. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Like, I mean, I saw you at Warp Tour, mm-hmm. and then I missed you I, in L.A. You were just in L.A., but I was in Haiti while you guys were in L.A. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to catch that show, but um, but now you've been off the road maybe just for a little turkey day to be able to be home. That's you exactly know? what it was. Yeah, and then uh, and then you're out tomorrow going to Ireland and uh, and playing yeah. a bunch of shows all yeah. over. This this one's pretty quick. It's like two weeks. Uh, starts in Ireland. Um, we're doing Dublin and Belfast, and then Scotland, England, um, and then it ends in Amsterdam. Dude, hell yeah, that's a good way to end it. Fuck, sure. That just reminded me of when we were in Amsterdam, we ate all those mushrooms, and then we oh, went yeah, to that Kel tranny. Was there. <laughs> yeah, we went to that tranny show the next yeah. day. It's a different day tonight, or it's a different show oh, tonight, man. folks. And that, we're like, what? That was a night for the books, man. <laughs> oh, fuck. I think I went ring shopping after that. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I gotta, yeah, Kel, I gotta marry Kel this was lady. just on fire all night. Like <laughs> I was just like, this chick is awesome. Yeah, like if she's into this way, because yeah. I remember it was like. We took mushrooms, so we were, like, wandering around. As you do in Amsterdam. Yeah, wandering around <laughs> Amsterdam, hallucinating. And then you go in. Everything was funny, like, yeah. everything. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hilarious. And I remember, so we went to the place that you played the night before. CKY yeah. played there the night before. Which was, like, a really cool rock club, dingy kind of, yeah, you know, bar. And then, yeah, we go back the next night. Hey, we had fun at that place. Let's go back. Yeah. And then... This like um, man. Uh, yes, a man. <laughs> Steve Buscemi in a dress. Am yeah, I accurate yeah, with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dead yeah. on. The teeth exactly. Yeah, with way too much makeup. Like it, picture like Steve Buscemi when he's putting the makeup on and Bill Billy Madison or whatever. Yes, the mm-hmm. lipstick. Like or, the the kill list or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And and we're on mushrooms and this guy answers. He's the doorman, <laughs> and we're just like. What's going on tonight in here? And we just look in, and it was just like total RuPaul drag night. Dude, you know? I know. And you couldn't tell, like, am I just hallucinating? Or is this <laughs> yeah. like a bunch of dudes in drag? Yeah. And they're like, oh, different night tonight, yeah. honey. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, we just played here last night, man. What's Is this the same? He's like, oh, you played here last night? Yeah, it's a different kind of night tonight. Uh, well, we just... All fell on our backs laughing so hard at that. Yeah. He was probably ready to call the police. Oh, man. <laughs> Fuck. As I know, as we're like touching the walls and weird fucking yeah. God, just tripping. But, uh, but yeah, dude. So, okay. So you end the tour in Amsterdam and that's rad. And, and, uh, you just did, uh, Phil, uh, uh Phil Margera just did, uh, he was Santa Claus on Black Friday. Oh, yeah. That was fun, man. Because you guys were, uh, you had, you had your new EP out. Yeah. We just did a new EP. That came out on record store day black friday and uh yeah the record store in westchester which i'm fortunate we still have like two record stores yeah not every town can say that <laughs> and, and it's called two uh two uh, precious to kill yeah two precious to kill yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh two precious to kill you gotta check it out is it on iTunes? it's, it's a lyric from um one of the songs yeah, yeah. Is it on iTunes or is it just um, only available? Yeah, it's it's vinyl with a download card and okay. There's like Record Store Day doesn't let you put it on on Spotify or iTunes for oh, yeah. like another month or something. Okay, but yeah. it will come out eventually. On yeah, that. like in a month or something. Like okay, that. Yeah. and right now you can you still order? Or is it all sold out? Uh, yeah, it's it's on um, a couple different. I saw it on Amoeba's website. We have it on CKY.BigCartel.com. Okay. 
That's like our official merch store. Nice. So you can get it there. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, you just gave me a copy of it, and I'm psyched to listen to it. Yeah, we we recorded it right here. Hell yeah, was, here in the fun. Hobbit hole. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, so we're in the little recording spot that uh, the CKY just made their new fucking oh, EP. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Well, uh, it's been awesome sitting down with you and Hell chatting. Hell yeah, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, good luck on the rest of your tour. I'm sure it's going to be fucking awesome. come back for Christmas, awesome. let's, do, let's do a thing. Let's do a, <laughs> let's do a thing. <laughs> Try not to show up to any tranny parties in Amsterdam at the uh, end of the... Uh... <laughs> it's, it's, it's tempting, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I don't know. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, dude. Thanks for being on the Bathroom Break podcast. Yeah, man. Hell Absolutely. yeah. All right. Yeah.
that story basically goes as like like okay the band is is uh record release party is in orlando florida yeah i forget the name of the the place we were playing but yeah uh, yeah so um shitbird was my drum tech at the time <laughs> who's also my uncle um he's like hey he goes up to the bartender chick he's like do you have any like just crappy champagne or something <laughs> like i could spray on the crowd you know like the guy's album's coming out today and we want to really like party you know? <laughs> and the, the bartender's like absolutely we have like 10 bottles of this stuff but it is rancid like <laughs> it's like been here since the bar opened and it's just oh, awful so ew. like if you're spraying it on the crowd that's fine but do not under any circumstances <laughs> drink it <laughs> dude Oh. So Shipper just lines up all 10 bottles on my drum riser. Rab comes out <laughs> ready to go. Just grabs a bottle, like, without even thinking of it. And I saw you grab it, and I was just like, hip, hip. No. <laughs> you, by that point, you were already climbed up to the top of the speakers of the PA system. The whole crowd is going nuts cheering you on. So, of course, you have to chug it. Yeah. The whole time I'm like, Rab, please stop. That's so no, no. <laughs> You're going to be sick. Yeah. And, yeah, and I chug. And as soon as I start chugging the thing, like, it's gross. But, like, you started this drum beat. Yeah, at that point, I'm like, okay, we're yeah, doing this. let's get in. <laughs> and you start this drum beat. And then the whole crowd, because it went from C-K-Y, like this to whole chant. Chug it, rap. Chug it, rap. <laughs> chug it, rap. And I'm like, fuck, I guess I got to chug yeah. the whole thing. So I drank the fucking whole bottle of champagne that was like it had this sick like sediment in the bottle oh, yeah. i just remember that like going down like Ugh, that didn't feel right you know and i drank the whole goddamn thing and it's like yeah and then you jump into the crowd and it's yeah. and it was it was awesome it started the show well and it was like everything was fun but yeah. fuck did it catch up to me i remember like <laughs> finally after the show's done and you disappeared of course and i'm like where did rab go and i just got to the back alleyway Way, like oh. and I just see you like it was like Team America vomit like, <laughs> like a river like how did you even have that much stuff in your stomach like, <laughs> just still puking like, <laughs> like fuck dude oh my god it was terrible it was goddamn terrible oh man but uh so many fucking stories of that like from being on tour I remember oh, yeah. um I think you guys, you guys had like warm up tours at uh, in at like the Vi or at warm up shows at like the Viper Room, like at, right when you were ready to like yeah. get off. And I, I I've told this story before, but but I always fucking laugh at like I I went to the standard afterwards with you guys. Like, so I don't even know if you remember this this point, but like you played the Viper Room and then you're staying at the standard and I'm like, okay, cool, Jess, I'll come back and I'll crash with you. And, um, and so you, I think you were staying in another room, but you were like, yo, there's room in Murray's room. So yeah. I go in there and I'm all fucked up drunk. And I, I like got naked cause I was too hot <laughs> and I, I, and I'm trying to pass out and like every, the party's kind of coming, dying down and I, I'm like ready to pass out. So I'm like naked laying on this bed, like a, a spare bed in Murray's room. And, and, uh, I, I remember like, so I pass out for a second and then I wake up and I'm like so fucking thirsty that I'm like, God damn it. I need a drink. I didn't even think about it. I, just naked. I get up and go, <laughs> go to the fucking water machine 
I get a couple bucks. I walk out of the room and I <laughs> forgot the the key and didn't know what room I was in. And then I go get this water and I'm drink I'm chugging the water and I'm like, oh, I feel so much better. And like I'm just standing in the hallway like naked and I'm like holding my dick, just covering it. What room did I just leave? Yeah. I don't have a key. I don't have any yeah. fucking clue where I'm at. So I'm like, fuck. So I see the phone in the hallway and I get it and I try to call the front desk and then they're like, they're like, dude, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, uh, I'm staring in Mary's room and they're like, sorry, sir, there's no That's Mary not here. Real name. Yeah. So I'm like, I bang the fucking phone. I'm all pissed off. I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Finally, I decide like I have to go down there and figure this out, and I'm naked. So I'm I get into the fucking like elevator, and there's people in there. I'm just naked. They're like, oh, oh, like everyone's gasping. I, I know ha- this is Hollywood, yeah. but jeez. <laughs> and I'm covering my ass and, and my asshole and my balls with my hands, and I walk out into the fucking lobby. There's people like getting pancakes and shit, and I'm like, I'm like, hey. I'm staying at me. They're like, sir, sir, like, what are you doing? Like, dude, just grab a curtain. Or yeah, yeah. At that point. yeah. They're flipping out, like, sir, you cannot be here naked like this. I'm like, I'm like, but I'm staying in Mary's room. If you tell me what room it is, I can go back to my room. Who the fuck is Mary? Yeah, they don't know Mary. They're typing in Mary last name, Mary first name. They're like, no, there's no one named Mary. That's his like nickname that someone came up, yeah. up with on court. Yeah. <laughs> so so then they take me down to the fucking uh the uh what do you call it? The lost and found room and they they bring me in there and there's nothing in there but at least get you some pants man yeah (laughs) there's nothing in there but a belly shirt and these nut hugging shorts and they i put this on and they have a size 7 nike that like my foot doesn't fit in so i'm i'm just like walking on it like high heels and like my nuts like hanging out of the pants still and a belly shirt and i'm i just remember i'm sitting up there like just all fuming like angry like I fucking had it. Like, I know that he's staying here and you guys are not fucking letting me into my room. And I just remember, like, sitting on this couch and you come down and go, Rab, what the fuck are you wearing? And I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm like, yo, dude, where the fuck? What is Mary? And you're like, no, that's not his real name. What is his real name? I still don't Rob know. Rob Valino. Rob Valino, yeah. You would have never guessed that yeah. in a million years. Like, never would have fucking Smith, known. John Smith, Mike Adams, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. not Rob Valino. I still, to this day, didn't know what his actual name is. I yeah. thought it was Bob or something, but yeah. I thought it was like Bob Finkelstein or something. <laughs> I, I didn't know what the fuck it was. And then I remember you telling me that and being like, dude, how the fuck would I have ever figured that yeah. out? And that's why I'm sitting on the couch in the standard like with my nuts hanging out i don't know if that beats your other viper room story though <laughs> <laughs> yeah the other fucking viper room oh, man. god i damn. feel like we played the viper like so many times for like parties like you know, yeah magazine party yeah but yeah what was the one was like um maxim magazine or something yeah like that. and and there was all these people there like because i remember it was like it was like the band was signed mm. to to island def jam jackass was out mm. and like we're like you're starting to get some recognition for everything and like um i, I remember drew carey was there and yeah. there was like there was like people that were like big time names of of famous people and like i just had this attitude of like <laughs> 
fuck them. Yeah. Fuck this shit. And, like, and yeah. if it's a private party, it's usually an open bar, which is yeah. never good oh, for any dude. of us. And, and the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the reason I said, like, I had this attitude of, like, oh, I'm not impressed by celebrity thing. And because I remember because Bam came over and I was drinking fucking hard. Mm. And Bam's like, dude, Rab, like, fuck, you should maybe slow down, dude. Like, like you know, like, don't, you know, don't embarrass <laughs> yeah. yourself. There, there's a bunch of people here in this. Yeah. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. You know, like, I remember. I don't give a shit about Drew Carey. You're a stupid shit. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was this attitude. I had this fuck off attitude. So I fucking just kept drinking hard. And I remember falling down the steps at the Viper Room, like into that like little basement yeah. bar. And then we looked for you for hours. <laughs> We're like, where could he have gone? Like, yeah. there's only a certain amount of places on the Sunset Strip that he would go to. You know? Yeah. Well, you well were nowhere. Well, apparently I got kicked out because I fell down the steps drunk. <laughs> and then I guess the bouncers were like, "Dude, you gotta go." And I don't remember, but I woke up in a parking garage underneath a bunch of red rolled up carpets, like these red carpet things. And I was like, what the fuck? So I woke up like in there, dude. And yeah. that was like, huh? What? Holy fuck. <laughs> you know, like in a carpet. Yeah. I'm like rolled up in it. It's like, am I buried alive? What is this? <laughs> That's yeah. what it felt like. And yeah. I, so I like shimmied my ass out of it. I love that you were so hammered that you thought, oh, I'll just climb into this. This looks <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what I had to put together was like, what the fuck was I? Like, how did I get here? I remember I got out and I go, all right, like, I got my wallet and my asshole isn't ripped apart. So, like, I wasn't robbed and I wasn't yeah. raped. Like, I guess I'm so good. So, at least I have that going for me. Yeah. <laughs> the life is good yeah. on that yeah. front. But I had to take a serious shit. So, <laughs> so I was, like, and I was, like, annoyed by the, because I thought the night before, like, the celebrity thing was annoying. Then I see these red carpets. I was, like, it's so fucking annoying, this pretentious shit. I see this Mercedes right there. And I was, like, fuck this fucking Mercedes. <laughs> so, I get up on top of it, pull pants down, full fucking runny shit down the the front of the windshield <laughs> shit all over this brand new crisp mercedes and like i'm stomping on it with my fucking sh oh, you know, shoes rip, rip the shoe off and then sacrifice a sock and wipe my asshole <laughs> and then throw it on top of the turd and like but it's like this runny ass turd and i remember getting out of there and being like i don't know where the fuck i even am i wonder if that guy moved like recently like right after like la yeah. isn't for me yeah <laughs> fuck this man these fucking like skid row bums shitting on my car meanwhile it's just my fucking dirty ass <laughs> shitting on it but i remember walking out and not knowing where the fuck i was and then i walked out of the alley and i figured out oh shit there's the viper room so i somehow stumbled into that yeah. parking garage and then i guess and we're staying in orange county yeah so you had to get like a 200 dollars cab ride dude yeah <laughs> this was like back in the time too when there was like i don't think i had a cell phone so i had to collect call or my cell phone was dead if we yeah. even had one i had to collect call my brother to figure out where darren lived <laughs> and then go what the fuck and I, and so i took a cab ride down from viper room to orange county to get there right. and i remember coming in and being like fuck you guys for fucking leaving and you guys were all like fuck you dude we were looking for you yeah. all fucking night worried like, shit yeah. <laughs> what happened to him so it immediately turned and i was like oh i guess i'm in trouble <laughs> yeah yeah you know fuck us fuck you <laughs> so dude i mean so many times like that i on the tours of cky that like <laughs> that you just end up like i i just remember i'll get in cars with strangers and oh, just yeah. go to random sure. other places and be like how the fuck did i end up here and yeah. what the hell and i 
remember people were like, oh, I never knew it was that bad, Rab, like when I got sober. And I'm like, dude, because you didn't know that I was snorting heroin with strangers <laughs> in, in fucking random towns that you never even, like, I would just come back like, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, everything's good. Yeah. And it's like, well, I just went on some random bender with some fucking stranger that I don't even know yeah. and did a bunch of stupid drugs. And, like, because if I start drinking, random shit will oh, happen. Oh, yeah, you end up in somebody's car at somebody's house party. And, yeah. Yeah. And you don't know. And, and like, I remember there's just, just so many fucking insane stories of shit like that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we had this one where I, I ended up in a random thing and I slept with some girl with, I had cocaine on my dick, but somehow could get a boner. And it was in her ass. And then her ass was all tingly. Then I had sex with this other girl right after that. And, like, and then my buddy was like, oh, that's called a Western Union. Because, like, an ATM was, like, the ass to mouth. And he called the Western Union an ass to someone else's mouth. <laughs> like, you're, like you're just... Western Union? Yeah. It's like you're just fucking transferring money to someone else's fucking mouth. It's so sick. This fucking tingle butt cocaine lady. But, but dude, yeah, so many of those, like, random tour oh, stories. Oh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I by no means had my shit together but yeah <laughs> whenever i would go drinking with you like i remember one time we woke up in a different state yeah <laughs> yeah like yeah. and you're like what the fuck how did we get there yeah. and it's like, that's the craziest thing waking yeah. up in someone's house that you've never met yeah. and you're not even in your state anymore yeah and, and, and that's the thing because i remember being at college and like that would happen and people were like oh my god like i woke up at the rugby house i don't even know what that i'm like i woke up in, in fucking, Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how the fuck did it end up being yeah. that? But yeah. it would, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, dude, so many fucking good times. Like, just even thinking about it, I thought about that fucking food fight in England. Oh, yeah. Remember, oh, like... God, dude. That was like a fucking $50,000 food fight or some oh, shit. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. We, it was Kerrang, was it? I'll or? try and do a, a long story short. So, yeah. So, basically, when we signed with Island... Um, you know, our main thing was like, hey, we want to get over to Europe, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> you know, we can only tour the States so many times. And they were like, oh, you you guys don't even have albums over there. Like, it'll be a waste of your time, blah, blah, blah. But little did they know, we're all over like skate videos and TV and stuff. So um, we sold out. They booked us in London in like a 700 cap room and it sold out in like seconds. Yeah. So then they moved us to like the Forum, which is like 3,000 cap and that sold out in an hour. Yeah. So then Mercury Records, which is like island in Europe, was like, oh my God. Like, then it led into this huge tour. They were trying to like really butter us up so we would sign with Mercury because we didn't have to. So yeah. they got us like the crazy sweet. You know, at this yeah, amazing yeah, 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 yeah. hotel. And, um, of course, we were all hammered and God knows what else. And random mushrooms, because, like, some yeah. point, somebody's like, oh, I found this bag of mushrooms. Yeah, we're in Camden in, <laughs> like, in London. Right. You can get whatever. <laughs> so um, we were just partying in this suite, and we had, like, nine people. I just remember someone counted nine. So we just ordered, yeah, can I get nine of, like, 
everything. <laughs> and they brought it. Yeah. I nine burgers, nine pizzas, nine Diet Cokes, nine what, you know, desserts, <laughs> nine. Yeah. And it just, it, dude, it was like filtering in. Like, yeah. there was just like busboy after busboy bringing shit in with like yeah. these like nice platters of whatever. It was like, oh yeah, my God. So, you know, somebody <laughs> ate half of one of the nine burgers and half of one of the nine pizzas. And then it just turned into this massive food fight. <laughs> <laughs> and Mercury Records had to pay the bill. It was like they had to repaint, recarpet. The whole re- room was fucking covered, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I and mean, we were just like, yeah, that's what it, that's what happens. Hey, yeah, <laughs> that's what happens when you have a bunch of fucking rock stars yeah. in a goddamn hotel room. That shit gets ruined. And and you know, back then that was nothing, man. Like people bought records back then. So yeah, fifty grand for a hotel room was just like, hey, they were partying. You know? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. Fuck, I yeah, mean, that's crazy. Mm. So I I wanted to talk a little bit about um like like your side projects to cky mm-hmm. um dude like i mean viking skull the company band you know i mean i feel like it goes on and on like you do so many different side projects yeah i i like to you know experiment with i like to get outside my comfort zone that's you know? awesome yeah like there's certain bands that i do that are totally my comfort zone and then there's no fun in that like i want to play different styles like i want to do stuff that i've my other band wouldn't call for you know kind yeah of so yeah i yeah viking skull that's that's a funny story <laughs> <laughs> um i i was a huge fan of those guys actually the first time i went to england ever which was the same yeah that the, trip the hotel night um i the first i first time in england i turned on mtv and the first video i see is viking skull and i was like whoa this is awesome you know who, yeah. who the hell are these guys and then um <clears throat> i went to the crowbar in london and then again the crowbar if if you've ever been to london the crowbar is the best bar ever like just a rock and roll bar so much history like i even heard a rumor that last time food fighters played wembley stadium i guess when you get to that level yeah you basically, they're like, what do you want your dressing room to be? Like, you could send them a picture of anything, your living room, blah, 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 and they have to recreate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Grawl recreated the crowbar. Oh, damn. That's <laughs> so the backstage awesome. of Wembley was just the crowbar, too. Hell, yeah. And um, <laughs> this place is just amazing. And um, the jukebox is like something, you know, Karma to Burnt, like just cool rock bands. In yeah. So Viking Skull comes on to the crowbar and the whole place goes nuts. And I was like, again, who is this? Like, yeah. So I went and bought the record and uh, I really liked it. And then the next time we went out to Europe, uh, I, I just told our booking agent, like, whatever you do, you got to get this band Viking Skull to open. So uh, we we were in Germany or something like that, and yeah. um, I could tell they were having a really rough time on tour because we probably weren't paying them shit, you know, and. Um, and they were on this label called Grand Union, and 